It's time for Larry Knows Sports. My guest tonight, Chicago Cubs fan, Brett the Hitman Rosenbluth. And I'm your host, Larry Thanks for joining the program, Brett. How's it going? Thank you for having me. It's yeah. going well. Good. Before Good to the hear. Playoffs starting on Wednesday. Yeah, it's got to be pre- going pretty well for a Cubs fan. I don't know. What were the expectations going into this season? Besides for the, the weird schedule I, stuff. I think the expectations were like probably a fourth place finish in oh, the wow. Central, if I had to guess. And it, it turns out that fourth place in the Central made the playoffs, actually. But I think that uh, that was probably where they were expected to, to finish. It's really the Pirates are kind of the low, just low in the division. And everyone else is kind of pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, the Pirates definitely fulfilled expectations with finishing. They had like 17 wins or something up until recently. Uh, yes. And maybe that's yep. what they finished with. Um, yeah, three of those came against the Cubs in the last week of the season. But uh, oh, Well, that was nice of them. Yeah, no, them. They're, they're very nice guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the Marlins were also expected to be the weak link in the NL East and finish in last place, but uh, that didn't happen, and they're playing the Cubs in the first round. Yeah, I think as long as you have the Mets in your division, you're uh, you, you might you know over you know go go above them. I think they're always kind of the lowest. Yeah, in their division, unfortunately. But um, yeah, the Marlins, especially since I think they had like a 10 day layoff early in the season because of COVID. Um, I think I was just, I honestly, I'm a pretty big baseball fan. I can't name like 10 people on that team. I was looking at the roster and they, they played 61 people this season, which is. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think all things considered, they're probably the team the Cubs want to face the most, but I still think in a three game series, anything can happen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I also think the Marlins are the team you want to play in the first round. Um, one, because I just I can't name any players, so they must be bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did they have some young arms. I think that like their average velocity, fastball velocity is like ninety seven, ninety eight, which is insane. And the Cubs, when they they can't, they go on these streaks where they just cannot hit and. It looks like they can't hit velocity, but then it actually turns out that they're the they're the worst team in the league on off speed. So it's just it's confusing. I don't know how they how they put together thirty four wins, but um, it's uh, it will be interesting. And they, they do have some veteran hitters in their lineup, like Starling Marte is a pretty good hitter, and Dickerson's a pretty good hitter. So we'll see. But um, all things considered, yeah, I think that they got lucky that they're facing the Marlins, like. The Reds, I would be terrified of the Reds. Yeah, me this, too. This postseason. Um, so, yeah, I think it should be uh, hopefully Darvish and Hendricks can take care of business in, in one and two. Right. So that, uh, would you agree, is probably the story of the Cubs season, of this shortened season, is their starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, I think 
Darvish is a beast. Yeah. Like, he's incredible. I He's so fun to watch. His stuff is unbelievable. And then for opposite reasons, Hendricks is kind of – he works fast. He throws 50, mile, five, 50 miles per hour, but he hits every <laughs> single spot. And, yeah. like, it's interesting because Alec Mills, who, who I think did a good job, he pitched the no-hitter. He's kind of like Kyle Hendricks light. He throws 88 miles per hour. Who is this? 90-ish. Alec Mills. Okay. He He's kind of like their 4-5. Wasn't supposed to be a starter for them, but kind of just stepped in. And he's it's interesting to watch him because he's kind of like Kyle Hendricks, but he misses every once in a while. And when he misses, he generally gives up a home run. So it, he kind of shows you how perfect Kyle Hendricks is because – he can't miss throwing yeah. 88 miles per hour. Like you cannot miss and he does not miss. And it's unbelievable to watch. So yeah, they're those two are like, are a real one, two, I think in their rotation that, that give them a chance to make a run. Um, yeah. Especially in, I mean, always in the playoffs, starting pitching is super yeah. more important than in the regular season. But I think even more so with the first round being a best two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. I think Darvish is unique because he, He's he's like a real like I don't want to take anything away from Hendricks because he's was on that he helped them win the World Series he could have won Cy Young two years ago but the velocity that Darvish has is just a game changer I think like he he doesn't have to be as good as Hendricks mm-hmm. to put up to have like a, a seven inning no no run game because um, his stuff is just unbelievable yeah it's more he has more of the uh, the makeup of like of a top you know, what you look for in a raw prospect yeah. of a pitcher of just having yeah, lightning like, stuff. Yeah, you picture him going against, like, Sonny Gray or Trevor Bauer, and, like, you know, they're, they don't ha- they both don't have to be perfect to, to kind of shut. I mean, nobody has to be perfect to shut down the Cubs lineup, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, you need a Darvish there to, like, at least make it feel as though you're on, you're on a level playing field. Well, speaking of the lineup, I mean, it does seem like – the offense, even though they've got a lot of players that someone who's a casual baseball fan has heard of, especially recently, yeah. their lineup hasn't really done much. But who has been hitting these days for the Cubs? Yeah, so, I mean, it's crazy to think that this is pretty much the same lineup that won them in the World Series in 2016. I mean, there's, they lost a few guys, Dexter Fowler, David, like David Ross, I wouldn't say he was a offensive juggernaut but he was a good leader i mean he's their manager now um really the only guy that's hit i feel like consistently this whole season is jason hayward which i think is the craziest thing i mean he kind of has been a dis disappointing with a bat for the past few seasons unbelievable athlete great fielder and like i love the guy but he has he's been their most consistent hitter yeah and you're even when he's not hitting well he's sorry even when he's not hitting well he's putting together good at bats like Chris Bryan, who like is just a pretty consistent hitter, like this year he's he's he seems to be striking out on three pitches quite frequently. You know, he used to always put together good at bats even when he wasn't hitting well, um, but he's been struggling. So it's it's really been Hayward and Wilson Contreras, their catcher, is, is has been pretty pretty solid too. Um, and it looks like Bryan had a good last two games of the season and in the 60 game season, that might be all that matters. So we'll hopefully he'll carry that over to the playoffs, but it's, it's been a struggle for a lot of them this year. Yeah. I'm looking at Chris Bryant's numbers right now. Um, 
206 average, 293 OBP, 351 slugging. By far the worst of his career because he's made the All-Star team three times. Um, One MVP in 2016, Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year in 2015. Um, yeah, I mean, he seems to... Oh, I, I don't, I'm just making this up, but he's seen, he's got a pretty like heavy swing with his arms. I feel like he's always a little banged up and his swing doesn't allow you to like play when you're a little banged up. There's so much action. I feel like in his like wrists that he, when he's not feeling a hundred percent, he just can't perform like Anthony Rizzo who also didn't have a great season, but he's much more compact. I feel like it allows you to play at 70, 80%, but you know, Something about Brian, whenever he's a little hurt, he just really struggles. Um, I don't think that's him not being tough. I just think it's his swing is not conducive to being banged up at all. Um, and he seems to always be a little a little banged up. But he – I mean, the other day on Sunday, he hit a, hit a absolute bomb, I think, 455 feet. Um, and that's a good sign for him because he was – seemed like when he was making good contact, his exit velocity was like around 85 miles per hour. So it's good to see him like actually hit, hit two balls really hard this past weekend. Yeah. And 80 would be on the low side for a power hitter, right? Yeah. I think hard contact is considered 95 miles per hour and above. Got it. Um, and he was like, even when, like, you're like, Oh, he finally hit one hard and it's coming off the bat at 88 miles per hour. It's a little concerning, but he, I mean, like he's the Cubs Messiah at the end of the day. He, really played a huge part in their world series and hopefully he can figure it out. So he's kind of, is he still a fan favorite in the fact? That- I I think so. Yeah. I mean, if you're on Twitter, you never know, but oh, he, yeah, <laughs> I think he is. I think he, is. him and I mean, Rizzo and ba- I mean, Baez, Baez is another guy who's batting like 190. I mean, he never walked. So his OVP was never going to be well above, but he is just so fun to watch and he makes things happen when he's not hitting well. That's kind of what makes him exciting. Was he the one who this year had, like, who went basically first to home on a wild pitch or something yeah. like that? Or like that. I mean, like... Or on a missed throw for a for a yeah, yeah, base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he does that. I don't want to say he does that, like, once a game, but he is always doing something that at least, you know, when your team hasn't scored a run in a few weeks, you, you like to see them push the action a little bit, and he does it he's kind of the only guy that you try. Like he'll make mistakes, but yeah, you need him to make mistakes. If he didn't make mistakes, then like he wouldn't be scoring from first on a, you know, on a wild pitch. So right. the guy trying to make yeah. something happen, he's trying to make something happen. And I think in the day of sabermetrics and everything like that's a little bit lost, but he, he does it. And, um, and it's just fun to watch to be, to be candid, you know, you yeah. like to watch guys like that. Um, yeah. Having right. a variety of players. I feel like in this shortened season, like the stolen base has kind of returned a bit this year. That's not based on any numbers. It's just like from like, I, I, you know, I I know that in the last few years, stolen bases have gone away, but it feels like there's a little bit more than usual this year. Yeah, I think I think that might be right. The Cubs don't run (laughs) a lot, but they do. They did like sign Billy Hamilton, who has played in the NL central for years with the reds and like literally could just never put the ball on the ground, even though he's the fastest guy in the world. Um, and he's really just there to, you know, to pinch run late in games. Cause there is value in getting a guy over, um, mm-hmm. being able to steal a base. I think again, especially when the Cubs like go, I mean, they're like a home run hitting team that didn't hit a home run for six and a half games. So 
you got to find a way to score a run and having a guy that can, you know, steal second, steal third is, could be crucial in, in games when if I had to guess, you know, the over under on the first two games in the playoffs would probably be like six runs. Uh, and if you need to steal one in the first inning, like you, you got to find a way to make it happen. Um, yeah. It reminds me in a way of like of the uh, Houston Rockets where they're so, uh, so depending on the three ball and it works well for them. They're always a very good team, but sometimes in a playoff game, like, People are just not hitting their three-point shot for whatever reason, and you have to figure out a way to just manufacture yeah. something when that's yeah, not well, there. Yeah, what I love about Baez, I mean, he he chases pitches that, like, he chases pickoff moves to first base. You know, like, he swings at a, everything, pretty much. And, you know, he comes chases up in the Pittsburgh Pirates series. What's that? No, I like that. He chases pickoff moves to first. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's honestly my favorite player, but he he comes up with a man on third, you know, one out or two outs actually in the pitch against Pittsburgh, the Pirates last week, and he bunts for a hit. And it's like he knows. I think he's aware that he can't lay off that pitch, and that like if he has to face, you know, a full at bat here, like there's a good chance he's going to be swinging at a slider in the dirt and striking out. So he says, "I'm going to bunt." I don't think they gave him a bunt for a hit sign, but he did it because he knew like if. To get this run in, I got a bunt because that's the only way that's going to get in. And it worked, and they won that game, you know. Um, and, like, similar to what you're saying with the Rockets, like, do what you have to do to get a run in. You know, you see these guys play the shift, mm-hmm. and you're just like, man, you're batting 190. They're giving you a gift here. You know, why don't you take advantage of it? And he does it, and most players don't, but – um, it's good to see a guy like him do it and it gets everybody excited. And then maybe it takes a little bit of pressure off everybody, you know, when you've gotten that first run in. Um, so yeah, I think gotta be creative. Yeah. Um, so let's move to, okay. So their rotation beyond, uh, Darvish and Hendricks. Um, is their third kind of, uh, Jeffers, or no, Je- Jeffers is like their closer. Oh, Jeffers is their closer. Although, okay. like, it looks like Kimbrel might be the closer in the in the postseason, which is kind of awesome, kind of scary. But he he stepped it up like in the last I don't know ten games or so. He was pretty filthy. Uh, Jeffers has been a pretty reliable like closer, but he doesn't have the strikeout. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of his weakness, I would say. But. Um, He's good. I'd say their three is probably Lester. Okay. Um, Even though he's kind of struggled this year. As yeah. I, yeah. I still like of him. He's really the only guy. I mean, Alec Mills pitched the no hitter. I think like you could piggyback like Lester and Alec Mills maybe. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, the saber, like the, the metrics would say not to go to Lester. He is a, he has a ton of postseason experience yeah. and, He's pitched good games in the playoffs when he didn't have a great season. I mean, the guy is just – because you have to think you've got – on the Marlins side especially, like these are guys that have never been here before. Um, And he could take advantage of that, I think. He's he's just used to pitching in these types of environment games. Obviously, there's no fans, but I still still trust him out there. I mean, best free agent signing the Cubs ever made. So, if they have to go out, you know, if they have to die with John Lester on the hill, like I – I'll totally, you know, you'd be okay with that. that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he probably also knows his career's 
he probably doesn't have many years left in his career. I mean, this is his last. This could be his last game with the Cubs. Mm. Uh, oh, because he's a free I, agent after this. Yeah, he's a free agent. I don't know, like, if they'll sign him out of like respect. I don't know if that's a thing or not. You know, like, put him as the five starter, or if they're just like kind of, you know, I think you're. He might need to retire, or some other team will give him a shot. But um, yeah, I think this is this is his. They don't know at least at this point, so it would be his last start at Wrigley if they go three games. Um, Right. Which would be, you know, make for a great story, um, if mm-hmm. nothing else. And he's best friends with the manager. I mean, you know. Oh, with David Ross. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's just a legend. One thing I will say is that because they, I still get very frustrated with the team, but because this team won the, the World Series, like, I still love them all, which is nice. You know, I, I won't, like, do I not like some of them during certain stretches? Yeah, but I still love this team, so... Like I would never be upset with John Lester getting absolutely demolished in the yeah. game three. I think he's uh, earned it. The, the he's earned it. Like yeah. I mean, he's been so good for them that you just can't get upset with that. Yeah. Uh, is David Ross Jewish? Do you know? No, he's not. I don't think it's so. A very Jewish name. Max uh, Fried is though. She's like the Braves number one. Oh, they're number but one. But I was excited pitcher, to find mean? that out because he's a he's a real stud. So he would have, I guess he would. Uh, Soroka was their one, but Max Fried now is yeah, the one. yeah, Soroka, yeah. But Fried is really good. Mm. Like he could be. I mean, they're they're really good. The Braves, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I gotta pay more attention to them. I'm still like, learning. yeah, that's a brutal. That's a brutal series, honestly. The Braves, Reds, like that's. I mean, the Reds' batting average this season was, I think, a flat two hundred. I think it was the lowest in the majors from which is insane, but they do have good hitters. Like there are still guys on that team. I don't want to face. So that's a good series. And their rotation is the rotation is maybe the best in baseball. Their rotation is incredible. We have Bauer, Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo is like a unbelievable one. I mean, their four or five are pretty decent as well, but those three are incredible. Um, I think their bullpen is very mediocre, but, um, I would not want to face it. I picked, I honestly thought they were going to win the world series this year. Mm. Um, so we'll see what happens, but they don't look like they're going to win the world series, but they are, they're a dangerous team. They are. I, I think they're the most likely team in the first round to have an upset besides like four yeah. or five matchups. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Braves are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like they can hit too. I mean, Freddie Freeman is just like, yeah. I mean, just, plug him in your lineup and he'll bat 330, you know, a ton of power. Um, yeah, I, they're a good team. That would be an interesting series. Okay, so do you think the Cubs are going to win this series? Yeah, I think, again, not knowing too much about the Marlins, I think this is probably a good, you know, I think the Marlins' run differential was like minus 30, you know. Um, and I, not that that's the end-all, be-all, but it's uh, it's telling that, you know, there might be – you know, they might have overperformed or, you know, gotten gotten lucky throughout the season. They're in, they play the Mets and the Nationals seem to have like a hangover effect, I think, um, without Strasburg. And um, I think that this they will win this series. Yeah, I don't know. You know, hopefully they'll get hot and they can make a run. But I think the Marlins, fortunately for them, they, they got, you know, the matchup that I think that they would have wanted of the seven other teams. I think they would have chosen to play the Marlins. Yeah, I think that's um, true. Yeah. But look, they're, 
you know, they have nothing to lose. They over, you know, they've exceeded expectations. So you never know how they'll be right. feeling. Actually, in the AL of all the te- if I could choose which team of the eight to play in the first round, it'd probably be Houston. Just cause yeah, I think so. I think so too. I mean, I haven't looked. I mean, Altuve wouldn't need that like two twenty. Um, yeah, hard to hit, hard to hit garbage cans when there's nobody in the fans. It is really hard. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yeah, I think Houston. Yeah, they're probably. I I agree. There's some good teams in the AL. I mean, the Rays are so interesting because they're like another team that you really haven't heard of anybody. I don't know if that's because they're just a small market or if just like they just figured something out there, like on how to win baseball games without the most talent. I mean, they have really good pitching. They all throw a hundred miles per hour, um, but they, they're, I don't like, they're not a team of household names and they're, they just constantly win. I mean, I, I hope that they make it far in this that's probably what they figured out is just throw a hundred miles per hour. Hundred that is. I mean, <laughs> they won't bring you in if you don't throw a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. It's like it's it's wild. Um, and then they've got Blake Snell and and they just seem to rip everybody off when they make trades. I mean, that trade they made a trade yeah. with the Pirates that like didn't look good when they made it. You know, for the Pirates and and they they won that one. You know, Chris Archer for Glasnow. Glasnow's you know a stud. Um, yes. I don't yeah, know yeah. how they pulled that trade off, but they did. And uh, it's like they're a team that I would never trade with. Yeah. Quite honest. It's just like they know something more than you, and <laughs> you're you're not going to win. Um, not that they haven't made a bad trade ever, but still, I would yeah. I would shy away from probably the one them. recent trade that they lost. If if you want to call it a winner or loser, is the one with San Diego, where Will Myers is finally that was the one trade they had. Will Myers yeah. is the Will Myers that was promised. Like it's like Jay Hay having his year after all those yeah. years as the top prospect in baseball. Yeah, but th- that was that didn't that was a questionable trade when they made it. They got Steven Souza, who like was like an old prospect at best. And I mean the Cubs had him this year. They actually DFA'd him, but he never looked like he was going to be like a game changer. So that was that was a weird trade mm-hmm. that they made. But um, generally speaking, they seem to be on the right side of those trades. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And the athletics are good. They're another team, like not household names, but they're just uh, always, they always win. Um, yeah. It so could yeah, be like the we'll Moneyball uh, playoffs this year in the AL. Yeah, seriously. Um, so it's, it's intriguing with the 16 teams. We'll see what happens, but definitely intriguing. Yeah. So best of luck to you and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, you. Make sure you throw hard when you're playing for them. And uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or tell anybody where to find you on the internet? No, no, no pressure. Does no plugs necessary? I got nothing to plug. Okay. So don't. Uh, so go to nothing.com. And, go to nothing.com and you'll find me. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining. Uh, if the Cubs advance, we'll we'll do this again. Sounds good. Go, yep. go Cubs. Go Cubs. Uh, I am, of course, I'm at Larry the Athlete on all social media platforms. And you can subscribe to Larry No Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. May the rest of your days be days of thunder.